Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And with us today, we have Nicole Davies, who is Vice President of Talent Optimization at, oh, why did, oh, Valet Living, that's right. Oh, mind print. We'll, we'll leave that in. We'll leave that in. Vice President of Talent Optimization at Valet Living, which is an incredibly interesting organization. And we're going to talk a little bit today around her uh, use of the uh, the solution quantum workplace is really fascinating. We've had a conversation previously about this offline, Nicole, and I'm just really excited for this episode. Uh, so if, if you'd like to just kind of give our audience a little bit of a background on who you are, and again, thank thank you in, in the organization as well, and thank you again for joining us. Of course. Hi, Brent. Happy to be here. Um, as you shared, I'm Nicole Davies. I'm the VP of Talent Optimization, and uh, that is all-encompassing of you know, things associated with employee experience, or as we call it, associate experience. So learning and learning and development, we've got talent management, we've got performance management, we've got succession planning, all the good stuff, all the fun and exciting pieces of, of human resources land in my area. And I do work for Valley Living, which is a company you may or may not have ex had experience with. We are in 40 states. Uh, but we support mostly folks who live in apartment buildings, so the multifamily housing industry. And we do all the stuff people don't necessarily have time for or want to do for themselves. So it may be everything from handling their trash or their recycling to package delivery to walking your dog, cleaning your apartment, all those wonderful things that are going to give you time back in your day. Mm -hmm. And we do that with a workforce of almost 9,000 people, of which 8,000 of them are part-time time associates. So very heavy part-time employee population at Valley Living. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love the concept of Valley Living. It's really cool. Um, we didn't have that. Last time I lived in a multifamily was, was many, many years ago. And I don't think Valley Living uh, existed or maybe it wasn't where I was. <laughs> I could, definitely could have used the help of Valley Living more than once. Um, how long has the organization been around? We are uh, about 27, about to turn 28 years old, okay. believe it or not, but we actually like to say we're still in startup mindset. We're constantly evolving. You know, initially it was simply a trash service. It was a doorstep trash collection. When you, you know, opened your apartment door at night, you just slip that can right outside the door. Somebody would sneak by in the evenings, collect that, take it down to the, to the dumpster or compactor and voila, you'd have a, a fresh can the next morning. Uh, <laughs> and of course it's just been evolving from there. So it went from, from that very basic concept, 27, almost 28 years ago to what it is today, which is a full scale amenity service provider for the multifamily housing industry. Wow. That's fantastic. So 27 years at Actually, um, I would have fallen inside that um, that that time frame. So <laughs> that's as close as we'll get to my age on this particular podcast today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, now the um, eight thousand. You said around eight thousand of the nine thousand employees are are part time associates. These are the folks who actually do the services, carry out the services. Um, and I know that you know from our our previous conversation. I know that you guys had sort of a um, of a uh, sort of a uh, low technology kind of situation previously for doing some pretty important things around talent management. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So we, you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on is being a tech enabled service, right? So our, our valets, when they're out there on site, they're using very fancy technology called iValet that we've developed to let us know where they are on the property. What are they doing? Where are they? Which building are they in? So we had this great tech solution that allowed us to know things about them. But then on the people side of things, we were very low tech. We we really had no great way for them to be able to have engaging conversations with their leaders or to even really know what was happening within the company. And so we thought we can't be a tech enabled service where we've got this wonderful you know technology that we tout uh, when we go into these properties and then not have some great way for our folks to be able to feed back to us on what the experience is like. And so uh, when I came on board in 2017, one of the big moves we made was to partner with Quantum Workplace, which gave us an opportunity to have that common conversation tool, one place, one stop shopping, so to speak, where folks could go if they wanted to learn about, you know, how they're doing from a performance perspective, all the way through to opportunities to continue to grow and develop from a succession planning um, perspective. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to get to succession planning a little bit because there's some really cool stuff happening around there. But one of the things that that sort of springs to mind for me is that this is, you know, this is really a branding thing also for you, even though it's for the internal employees. It's, you know, you want your employer brand to align. You, you, you want there to be as little cognitive dissonance there between what your employer brand is and what your consumer brand is. And you're absolutely right, just maybe to underscore what you've already said, but to have that sort of high tech, sort of um, modern uh, consumer brand, you don't want to give your employees, the people who are delivering that service, you want them to have a sort of a, a similarly modern experience in their in their employment. Exactly. I mean, think about, as I said, as I shared, you know, we're, we service almost 2 million doors a day. So 2 million wow. apartment homes a day across 40 plus states with 8,000 plus people, right? And we, because of that, we don't have 40 states worth of brick and mortar buildings. You know, we don't have 8,000 places where folks can go and say, I work there. You know, mm -hmm. they, they go to these different apartments every day. And so the experience was, you know, maybe your manager would come with a, you know, a, you know, Valley living truck that had a little sticker on the side, but their entire experience before we really broadened the perspective through the partnership with quantum was I meet Bob, Bob's my manager, Bob rolled up in this truck and asked me to fill out some paperwork. And I may or may not know anything more really about the Valley Living story or brand or organization opportunities beyond what I hear or see in that interaction with Bob. And so we mm. really needed an opportunity for them to more deeply engage with us. And the technology was the easy way to, to get that lift. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, you want those employees to have a like a, like a multifaceted, you don't want them to have just one node where they're, where that's almost all their engagement with a company. You want it to be, you want to kind of like maybe sort of wrap around, you want to have sort of wrap around experience for them. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's a huge deal. Now, now when you, when you decided to, uh, to work with Quantum Workplace, um, maybe, could you share a little bit more around, uh, you know, you did give a really great top line there, but maybe share a little bit more around why you chose quantum workplace and uh you know what what was it your 
what were some of the, uh, and maybe some of the immediate effects, uh, positive effects that you saw after deploying and maybe what, what implementation was like? Sure. So I, I think our, our friends at Quantum would probably say the main kind of lost leader that gets folks to give them a call and, and consider their, their technology is that, you know, world-class employee engagement survey. We call ours associate engagement survey. Wow. So that was certainly something that we thought, gosh, we have complete room to improve <laughs> in that area. But why I came to Quantum was because we wanted a tool to be able to have consistent, regular feed forward. So thinking about the future performance-related conversations. And what we had prior to that was uh, you know, a pretty cumbersome annual review process. Probably lots of folks that are listening have had that same experience where you have to recall what happened in February when you're writing the review in December. Yeah. <laughs> everything in between. And, and what we what we found is most of the time, not only was it a painful experience for our managers and the associates, we had a lot of surprise. People didn't realize that they had been missing expectations or maybe had a bobble in the business that they didn't know about. And they and they would see it at year end and, and be totally caught off guard and felt like, gosh, what a what an unfortunate situation. Because if we'd been able to make a micro correction in the moment, we could have mm-hmm. probably solved uh, a lot of heartache for the associate and the manager. And so that was what brought us to Quantum. They have a, a wonderful one-on-one tool. And the way that that one-on-one tool works for us, Brent, is that we, every every first of the month, so just today, uh, our team on the talent optimization side launches a performance-based discussion between a manager and associate. We pick topics that range from well-being to professional development to what's happening over the next 30 days in the business, getting aligned with the goals of the company. And both the associate and the manager weigh in. So they weigh in in written form. They add their thoughts around the questions that we've queued up. And then they have a conversation to say, what did you think? Here's my thoughts. You know, Am I on track? Is this aligned with or you know, a little bit different than what you think? Mm-hmm. And it gives that manager and that associate, one, an opportunity to build a deeper relationship. You know, And trust is the foundation of success, as we know, between yeah. manager and associate and retention from a retention perspective. And it makes sure that we stay on track when, when there's never that potential for, for folks to say, I don't know what's expected of me, or I don't know what I should be doing with my time, or, you know, I, I feel like my manager never tells me what he or she thinks about my performance. We eliminate all of that noise by really having them have those directed monthly conversations. So, you know, quantum had me at hello, so to speak on those (laughs) one-on-one conversations. And then once we had great success with that, we just built upon that to use some of the other tools in their, in their technology cadre there. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, not to overstate it, but you know, that if you if you have an antiquated or a let's not say antiquated, because a lot of people still do, you know, the uh the annual performance review and that's it, you know, but it's it's sort of um uh, uh, it's an, an anachronism today. You know, it was, uh, it was developed over 70 years ago for in the, during a time where, when it was, you know, it was people were sort of just figuring out, okay, how are we going to measure people's performance? Oh, based on sort of a, uh, predicated on a preconceived notion of what the managerial, uh, manager employee relationship should be, or the, the full extent of it. And, and, uh, it creates sort of a, um, you know, in, 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 
what's the word an inefficient or a, an un, unproductive or maybe ineffective ineffective sort of top-down um sort of you know taskmaster sort of relationship there that doesn't really capture uh much of it captures only a narrow slice of the manager employee relationship so you know it and it can perpetuate maybe a dysfunctional relationship between managers and employees. It doesn't have to be there. Um, one of the things that was really interesting about what you said is to make giving quantum workplace gives you the opportunity or the ability, the opportunity and enables you to, um, to do course corrections, you know, micro corrections in the moment. Um, we, we hear about real time. We keep hearing about real time, and I mean, to me, this is this is uh, emblematic of that. You know, being able to make those adjustments in the flow of work, um, be regarding that manager-employee relationship to keep things uh, on track, and and then of course minimizing the the um, the occurrence of situations that need micro <laughs> corrections, right? Um, those are just some of the things that I'm hearing. And, and uh, you mentioned the world-class uh, employee engagement survey, which um, I've already, I, it, it's escaping me what you call it uh, at your organization, but it sounds like Quantum Workplace gives you the opportunity to sort of rebrand it for yourselves internally. Um, and I do know that there was a lot, there was a lot of uh, improvement uh, year over year from the last year that was pre-quantum workplace uh, to the first year of quantum workplace being, no pun intended, in place. <laughs> um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that because there were some interesting numbers there, I know. It's uh, so, you know, prior to the partnership with Quantum Workplace, we were using pretty much a homegrown tool, right? Trying mm -hmm. to figure out what are those right questions to ask to really get at manager effectiveness, communication efficiency, you know, the trust in leadership. And what Quantum did for us through using their tool, which is, you know, the best places to work series of questions. So we're getting not only, uh, you know, great questions, but we're getting to validate them against their book of business to say, how are folks like us doing with these things? Are we on track? Are we off track? You know, at a 80% manager effectiveness score, where does that, where does that stack up compared to some of our peers? And that was data that we didn't have visibility to before. But you're right, we, you know, in my area, of course, of course, my my heart always sings around those manager effectiveness questions because they they do ask things like, I feel like my manager has my best interest, interests in mind. Mm -hmm. I feel like my manager helps me with my growth and development. I feel like my manager, you know, is is clear in setting performance expectations for me. Questions like that that really help to get to the heart of the value of those monthly, very specific performance-based conversations. And we've seen year over year improvement from, the, you know, from the time that we started our partnership with Quantum, but a significant improvement between year at the end of year one coming into year two. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was a, you know, eight, 10 point jumps in some cases on uh -huh. some of the questions. And our last set of data were just just today we are yesterday we launched our our associate engagement survey for this year. So I'll have to report back on how we do you know how we're doing for 2022. But for 2021 we had you know upper lower 80s to mid 80s uh percentage mm -hmm effectiveness scores or, you know, happiness scores, whatever you want to call them, associates feeling like they're they're seen and valued and heard by their managers. And so I think that's pretty darn good. Uh, you know, yeah, it is. A very dispersed 40, you know, very part-time population. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, you, those are great numbers. You, you, we mentioned something, you said something around succession planning and um, how I know that, see if I can recall just top line that, that uh, some of the positions that, that, um, that you need filled uh, on a regular basis at Valley Living, uh, you were maybe going outside externally and bringing people in and it wasn't this, and it was tough. Um, I'm trying to remember here, it was tough to sort of really pick the right people. And you were, you've been finding that the, you've been able to, to sort of strengthen your internal pipeline for those types of roles. What are those types of roles uh, what does that look like? Uh, maybe you could share an example of when sort of the light went off in your head. You said, oh, I can be doing this with Quantum Workplace as well. Yes, of course. So uh, you are right. We have about a 350 person full-time manager, district manager uh, position. And many of those district managers are overseeing those valets that are you know, out there doing the package delivery, the pet walking, the the uh, recycling and collection. And in the past, we never really created intentional conversation around a partnership. You know, a lot of those a lot of those district managers saw those service valets as somebody that comes to work. Uh, you know. Monday through Thursday for three hours a night. And that's the relationship we have with them. But when we created these intentional conversations that focused around what are your career aspirations? And is there a bigger role that you may have or want to consider with the, with Valley Living? It gave our DMs two opportunities. One, a chance to really promote and, and help folks to understand that the company's bigger than that two or three hour a night job that they were doing. And two, give that associate a chance to say like, Hey, how do I get, how do I get in deeper? You know, is there mm -hmm. more? And so we ended up really finding a wonderful pipeline to, to your, to your point of talent. Uh, through being able to have those conversations. And so many of our service valets raising their hands saying, yes, I'd like to be considered. If there's an opening in my area, please let me know and let me have an opportunity to apply. And we've seen, you know, gosh, I, I want to say the number and I could be getting it wrong by a percentage point or two, uh, you know, but 37 or so, 40, yeah. almost percent of our folks we're, we're coming from those internal part-time service valet positions into that full-time district manager role. And if we think about that from a recruiting cost perspective, mm -hmm. it's an incredible one time saver, but two, uh, you know, money saver, because we're not having to spend all the dollars to have those recruiters out there, you know, trying to advertise for and find those individuals. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a frog in my throat. There's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, potentially avoidable cost around talent acquisition when you get better at internal hiring, right? You get more precise with your external hiring. You end up, um, you end up engaging in external hiring only when you, only when it's really necessary. Uh, that happens as you get to know your, your uh, internal organization better, which just can't happen without um, the right sort of technology in place. Um, and the, you know, the uh, sort of the attendant HR transformation, which I, with, I think we're seeing uh, with your department, which is really exciting, right? Um, I want to just double click on that because I will tell you the days of past, you know, I'm going to show my age a little with HR, you know, we would have to manage succession by a spreadsheet, you know, who's yeah. where, who's willing to go to what city or town, what roles do they want to have? Right. And it was often disconnected from the performance tools. So there was no easy way to say, 
Brent wants more and he's willing to go places, but is he capable? Does he, you know, does he have a development plan in place? What are his performance, per, you know, reviews looking like? And so when Quantum just finally, you know, is able to kind of sync them all together, we now go to one place. In the past, I, you know, was working from eight different sets of data, trying to be able to tell our leaders when they said, hey, we have an opening in Tampa, who's ready? I'm like, give me an hour <laughs> to, to go find all the together. Wow. And now, you know, we can proactively go in and we do that with every manager in our company. We say, identify your high performers and they go through the process of letting us know, you know, Hey, we've got, you know, we've got this person sitting in Houston and this person sitting in Dallas. And, and then we, we actively collect data on them. So we find out what are their career aspirations? Where do they want to go? We've got that then in a tile in quantum workplace where we can see their last performance reviews. We can see development plans. We can see those, those thoughts around succession planning from the manager's perspective. And it just allows us to be so much more dynamic so that when we do have those needs develop or we know there's an opportunity coming or a senior leader says, tell me, and this is what's really cool now, Brandon, I get super excited about it. I'll have a senior leader call and say, you know, tell me about my talent. What's happening in the mm -hmm. organization? How many folks do I have that are looking for and want to do more within the organization? And so they're being much more proactive about identifying and recognizing and, and, and trying to actively track those folks uh, along a career path, where in the past it was just too darn difficult mm. to enable them with that data to be able to make those, make those type, types of leadership decisions. So you, you've become more of a, yeah, much more of a strategic uh, partner to leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a trusted advisor on those things because we are digging deep. You know, we're, we're actively looking at, you know, for every one of our associates that's been identified as high potential, what are the developmental needs? What does the next 60 days look like? What does the next six months look like for this person? And if it's, you know, coursework that we can then bring in our learning team to, to, to deploy or to design to support the needs of those folks, we can be very specific, you know, in, in being able to tailor a plan that's going to help those folks be ready when the opportunity comes. Yeah. Now, that to me is super interesting. And, you know, there's just a little bit of a tangent, but I just want to bring it up uh, because, you know, a lot of the time, uh, many times we've seen it, it's not just with talent management or, you know, identifying high performers. That's one instance of it but there's you often see even in maybe global payroll for instance we've, we've spoken with folks where they say you know um often what happens is that leadership will come come to them wanting some sort of piece of information then they want they want or they need it by a certain time and they say well that's going to take 25 hours to get that data and then you so you reach this this um uh, confluence of events or this this fork in the road where leadership understands or realizes, hey, wait a minute, we need to get something better in place so that we can get this information more quickly. And I, and I know that's not how it came about necessarily uh, at Valley Living to uh, implement quantum workplace, but I'm, just for the, the people viewing this, you know, that, that sometimes could be the scenario that plays out where you can look at that as not as a not as a um, as a loss for your department as a, as the HR department, but as an opportunity to um, to maybe pitch to your leadership. Hey, you know, 
we wanted to be able to get this to you sooner and we could if we had ABC in place instead of XYZ. Uh, so that's, you know, I, I just, I hear your story around all the, the Excel spreadsheets and all of this and <laughs> people are still using Express Excel spreadsheets. Um, somebody said that Excel spreadsheets are the, they're the Keith Richards of HR departments, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, they said the cockroaches. I said Keith Richards. Anyway, <laughs> you get the point. Like they're just, they're, they'll never, they'll always be there it's you know maybe some point a thousand years from now they'll be gone but <laughs> in any event um yeah one other piece I, I know i'm totally nerding out with you right now on 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 the succession planning but it is it's so impactful because you know in in previous iterations of our conversations around identifying high potential talent most of our senior leaders only have certain line of sight, right? It has to stop at a certain point. They can't know, you know, in the case of our chief operating officer, it's really hard for him to know, you know, from 400 direct reports or 400 full-time associates, 8,000 part-time folks, right? So he, how could he possibly have line of sight into knowing each of their stories? And so often those conversations, when we're talking about who do we want to identify for our leadership development programs? Who do we want to invest in in terms of that, uh, you know, additional development dollars that we may have, you know, to be able to help them be ready? Oftentimes, it was the people that were just right, you know, one level direct report down from them, or maybe a skip level, and it never really got beyond that. But now we're able to get out there and say, who are those district managers that have, you know, just a, a, an amazing runway ahead of them? And we can bring those names to, to our chief operating officer and say, you don't know about Tammy, but let me tell you about her. She's amazing. Yeah. We can invest those dollars more strategically at a deeper level across the whole enterprise versus just that, you know, kind of next step down from our Senior leadership team. Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's that's such a great point, and it and it goes back to what we were saying earlier around, you know, expanding the uh, the uh, the the employees' uh, sort of connection to the company beyond their just their manager. You know, so you have that wraparound sort of experience. So there's there are many nodes now as opposed as opposed to mainly just one, and so you have a better sort of. Um, 360 degree uh, view of the workplace and understanding of who's who and uh, who, who has potential. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is there anything around quantum workplace that, 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 that you're using that we haven't covered right now? So quantum workplaces, you know, it has multiple modules, if you want to call them that, you know, that, that folks can choose to add or, or remove. And the only one that we have not partnered with them on is, is a recognition tool, but I know it is a robust option. We had already just had a partner in place that was working for us around recognition. But, you know, as far as, as we are concerned, we are, we are deep, we are full in on, um, on surveys, we're full in on one-on-one -on -one conversations, the succession planning tool, you know, they give us some really interesting flight analytics, so potential for folks to leave us, you know, who, who might be at risk in the organization. It's not saying like, Brent's at risk, go talk to Brent. But we can see just based on some of those manager effectiveness scores where we might have gaps. So we can go in and be very specific to, you know, overlay training and support and guidance around that team and that manager if we think there could be risk there. So, you know, what I love about it, as I, I said a little bit ago, so apologies for being redundant, is just having everything in one place. Yeah, for us to be able to really have a comprehensive look at our at our associates <clears throat> from a, you know HCM or talent and performance perspective is just really cool. 
Yeah, I, I remember from our previous um, conversation that uh, you're just you're really enamored with that particular aspect of the solution. And uh, I think I recall you saying that 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 may not be the reason that people go to quantum workplace, but it's probably the reason they, you know, maybe the one of the reasons, main reasons they stay with quantum workplace. It's and it's interesting because, you know, Valley Living has always prided itself on kind of having our own branding. So, you know, we have our Valley Rewards program. It's a different vendor partner, but we white labeled it Valley Rewards. We have our our LMS is an outside vendor, but we call it Valley U or Valley University. Quantum Workplace is in the nomenclature of Valley Living now. So people will say, have you done your quantum this month? Or make sure that manager's on top of their quantums. So, you know, to us, that's actually, you know, they they recognize, they see quantum as the as as the thing that happens, not just the tool we use, but the, you know, kind of the process itself is, is labeled as quantum or oh, quantum, practice, which I just think is super fun and, you know, different compared to how everything else is, is organized within Valley Living's world. So oh, they are definitely part of the fabric of our organization now to their credit, because they have great tools and make it easy for us to deploy them and for our folks to use them. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. What it, now, what are your plans for the for the future? Like, oh, well, hold on. I actually, I had another thought. I lost it and it came back just now. And I <laughs> want to share it. <laughs> um, as we talked about this previously um, around, you know, time savings versus productivity gains and what's entailed, what, what, what do those productivity gains actually comprise? Um, and I recall talking with you around, this idea that you've saved essentially 100% of your time, uh, you know, before state versus current state, right? In terms of all of that administrative tedium and, and that sort of repetitive and, you know, sort of, um, you know, uh, not so pleasant work, right? To, to, to follow all this stuff. Um, but it's, you know, today you're not, you're not left with, you know, like downtime, like you, you've been able to really convert that so you know if we were in the parlance of a of a say you know an accounting spreadsheet we'd say that you you know it resulted in a x percentage of productivity gain which would be you know uh the amount of time you saved which you said it was about a hundred percent which is i'm not surprising i like to call it the paper lithic era you know people who move away from that no tech or very little tech to uh, something modern uh, but in the thinking that, you know, maybe you're not spending exactly the same amount of time on something more productive. So we might say 70% of that amount of time that would translate to productivity gain. And that would be the end of the discussion if we were talking about an accounting spreadsheet. Right. Um, but but what we're really interested in, what's so fascinating about what you're our conversation previously is we really got into um, and we got into it today. Also, all of the things that you're able to do now. So what, what does that what it, what does that productivity gain actually entail? And you know, it's so much that you're doing now. So it's you're you're able. I think you said you're able to invest. It's a time investment now, as a to, as opposed to maybe a time suck. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we we my time now when I think about these performance conversations is listening to the needs of the business figuring out what is the conversation that needs to be happening because it's the same conversation across the whole business. Think of the power of that, right? If we have, we have 
400 managers or 800 managers talking to, you know, all of their folks about the same topic every month. The power mm-hmm. of that conversation yeah. is amazing to shift or, or, or change, you know, something that might be happening in the business. So my time is really spent investing in trying to figure out what's the conversation that we need to be having to be the business that we want to be tomorrow and the day after that. And so instead of, you know, trying to chase down uh, an administratively burdensome process, all of my time is spent really on the strategic side of planning for and mapping those conversations so that at the end of the year, we've gotten, you know, I like the term that kind of that storybook of performance. We've got 12 conversations that reflect 12 different moments in time in the business that show where we created connection points between the needs and and desires of the business and the associate. And we also collected really important information about the needs and desires of the associate. You know, what is it? What, what do they want for themselves? What's, what's top of mind for them? Are there things happening in their world that we need to understand and maybe shift our expectations in the moment to be able to honor what's happening for them? And it just is a much, it's so much more rich, uh, you know, time spent. So I know you and I talked about, do the managers actually save time? You know, do they save time through this process? Probably not because they're doing these conversations every single month, but are they being, are they creating more efficient associates that are happier, that are going to stay longer, that are going to have a more trusting and deep relationship with their manager? Worth it, right? (laughs) Worth Uh, it perspective. Oh, that's, that's such a great point. Recreating efficiencies in, in the product, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a huge point. That's an awesome point. <laughs> I love that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to write that down. That's how, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you're, if you're, yeah, you may not be saving time because you're doing something that's higher level. You know, you've, you've, you've saved yourself the, uh, the uh, time doing something that's low level, maybe low impacts just because it's inefficient for you. And you may be spending the same amount of time on something higher level. So it's, it's an investment and you're not able to do other things too, maybe because you're still focused on the same thing, but you are creating efficiencies in the outcome of your, of your employees. Yeah. Yeah. And, and effectiveness. I love that. This, this has been such a great conversation, Nicole. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Brent. I love, I'm, I'm just so proud of how far we've come, you know, of these couple of years and, and no, it absolutely couldn't have happened without quantum. So I'm very thankful for quantum workplace and their constant evolution of their tools. And uh, so just very, very excited to be able to share it with the world today through, through your podcast. Oh, it's, 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 it's so evident. I mean, yeah, they've really helped uh, your, your group uh, transform. It's, it's a, it's a, just a fantastic story around uh, transforming uh, performance development and, and all of that. So, so glad that you were able to share it with us. Uh, thank you again so much. Thank you.